0: It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle, and I have a lovely guest from Instagram who is coming on to ask a couple of parenting questions, and I'm going to try to help her out. And welcome to the show, Jennifer. Why don't you tell us where you are, maybe what part of the world you're in, and what your parenting question is?
1: So, I'm located in the Midwest. And um, I guess my question is, I have a 19-year-old who no longer lives in the home. Um, We did traditional parenting techniques on him and our relationship is fairly strained at this point. I'm wondering if there's any way I can employ gentle parenting techniques with my son now so that we can help try to build a better relationship while he's an adult.
0: This is a really good question. And I think you are not alone. I have a lot of um, parents who ask is it too late? Or what can I do when they get older? And can I make a difference? And can I reverse some of the things that have happened? And I think every relationship has room for redemption. If we think about like your romantic relationships with your partner, it would be crazy for you to say, is it too late for me and my partner? You know, we, yeah, He's already forty. Like, I is it too late? Is it too late for for us? He's forty. I'm not sure. I'm just gonna say, forget it. Yeah. So no, because these are relationships that are long lasting. I mean, we're gonna be with our kids until we die, and so there's always room to make improvement. There's always room for connection. So I think, not that you're necessarily asking me this, but a lot of people ask. Is it too late? Am I? Am I too late? People will ask it when their kids are eight. You know, like, am I too late? I'm like, no, of course they're
1: not. Yo, I feel mine are twelve and fifteen, and we're definitely starting this. But I am like, oh, I hope that I didn't wait too long. But yeah, so
0: no, you didn't wait too long. And I think the other thing is, is that if we're not ready to make this change. That it wouldn't have mattered if we, you know, came across this stuff maybe when our kids were two or three. It may not have resonated with us then. It may not have been the right time for us to implement it. We may not have had the bandwidth. We may have been in turmoil or in a place in our lives where we couldn't do it. And it comes to us when it's supposed to come to us. And so you're not too late for the little ones either. All right. So Jennifer, do you want to tell me about some of the struggles that you and your oldest are, are having? And maybe I could give you some ideas about coming with connection. And maybe you can tell me about some of the things
1: that you've tried that haven't worked. Um. So, well, just a little history. He's been in and out of residential treatments while he was in our home. We just had a very volatile relationship. I mean, ever since he was pretty little and He essentially got kicked out of our home um, when he turned 18. And so now he's he's doing really good. He's in college. He's got a job. He's got a stable place that he's living. And so we're just trying to rebuild our relationship with him. So and it's it's a slow process, but we're actually making some headway, I think.
0: Good. I mean, I think the most important thing you can try to vie for with an older child is time because, you know, If you can get time with them, if you can ask for, right, quote unquote, special time with your adult child, you know, can I hang with you? Can I come bring you dinner? Can I, can, do you want to come to the house? Can we meet for coffee? Like just constantly trying to initiate time, even if you get rejected.
1: Mm -hmm. That's exactly actually what we're doing. So I think shortly after I talked to you, which I think was about maybe a month or two ago. I basically he came over to the house and we had a very frank conversation and I kind of apologized for how things went in the past and let him know that I was open to trying to rebuild things if he was and we had a really good conversation and since then he's been over to the house um, for breakfast he actually invited us to somewhere to meet with him we're going out to a haunted house this weekend just him and I so like we're we're taking those baby steps but I am noticing like things like text messages if I ask them like, how was your week? How was this? I get like, sure. Yes. Good. <laughs> so there's that stuff, yeah, you know? Course. Yeah. So yeah. So you're right about getting together because that's where we're building that time.
0: Yes, that's perfect. I think that's great. I think that your point about asking kids, any kid, kid who's 25 or a kid who's five, asking them like, how was your day? Yeah, it just, it's not, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just not enough. That one. Yeah. Yes. And then they tell us fine.
1: That's fine. It's too ambiguous. You know, it's too big. Yeah. And then I'm bad. i like, are you mad at me? <laughs> so. Yeah, that's right. We take
0: it personally. So I think really um, texting, like I was thinking about you today, just really innocuous things they don't have to respond to. Okay. Because when we elicit a response, it's almost like we're asking for us. Yep. Yeah. You're right. We're trying to get something because we want to know, are we okay? (laughs) Are you, are you still here? Are we still in this relationship together? And so if we can let that neediness part go and just say, I was thinking about you today and not expect anything return. And maybe then two days later, like, oh my gosh, I read an article about blah, blah, blah. Have you seen it? Here it is. Like just really sharing an, a, a relationship as opposed to inquiring. What are you doing? How you? How's work? How's this? What did you do for that? It's like we almost pepper them with questions to get answers to fulfill our own need. And so if we can let that go for an older kid, even for a younger kid, that can be super helpful. My one-on-one parenting sessions are designed for us to dive deeply into your own personal parenting struggles. I wasn't being who I wanted to be as a parent, and I was often just really at a loss for what to do in situations that felt really hard. That's where we were when we started. We unravel those struggles using connection as opposed to resorting to punishments and threats and bribes. I teach you how to make that change. Myself and my husband like just didn't really know how to
1: connect with our daughters. It was like a complete paradigm shift from what we were doing that was very obviously not working into more, how can I be the best parent you need me to be in whatever situation we find ourselves in?
0: Let me help you find more self-regulation so you can have the calm household that you always wanted to have. And now I'm like, duh, why <laughs> can I learn this sooner? Become my private client today to find more peace in your household. Go to courses.peaceandparentingla.com forward slash private hyphen sessions to find out more information. Well, I'm so glad we found you. Thank goodness for Instagram. One other thing that is really good for older kids is not to give
1: advice. That I've actually gotten a handle on. And it's so much easier now that he's an adult. I'm still with my younger two. I still struggle with that.
0: Yeah. Well, we can talk about that with the younger two, but for sure, the older one, if you already have that on lock, you're golden and really being empathic with them. Like when they come with the, you know, the story of, oh, this happened, this person was mean to me, or this thing happened at work. We want to go to this idea sometimes of fixing it, giving them ideas to fix it. Like, did you try saying this or could you try saying that or have you looked at it this way instead of just leaning into empathy? Oh man, you had a tough day. Sorry.
1: No, thanks to you. I've been doing that with him and there have been some major things that have come up. And had I not found you, I would have like leaned into the whole, this is how you fix it. But thanks to you, I've been able to like step back and I think it's made a world of difference with my relationship with him.
0: Good it sounds like you're on the right path, Jennifer. It sounds like you're right there. I hope so. I really do you're doing it, you're doing it. Just give it time. Just give it time, yeah, it sounds like you're on the right path okay. let's talk about these little babies. What's yes. going on with they're not babies
1: they're not babies <laughs> they're I know we we're discussing like they're very close to being out of the house too you know they're doing good. um they were my two that are more like. They handle the traditional parenting better, but I have noticed that now that we're stepping into this new parenting technique, things are going better that way too, just with the relationship. Like they would have handled anything I did, I think, but I think we're having a better relationship doing it this way as opposed to the other way we were trying. So they're doing good. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think the idea too, like my youngest, Pia, she would have probably succumbed to Traditional parenting.
1: Yeah, that's a good word. So yeah. She would have
0: fallen in line. She would have done all the things. But what would it have been doing inside of her?
1: Yeah, exactly. And unfortunately, like that, they grew up in the very volatile house. I'm sure that was probably really scary for them. And just, you know, so now that it's just us, we're really trying to rebuild that calmness and letting them know that this is a safe space while also trying to let them build a relationship with that brother that You know, is no longer in the home.
0: Yes, I think that's super smart. And we don't want them to end up being people pleasers or to sacrifice their own wants and needs to make us feel good or make things be okay in the home. And that it might seem on the outside that they were able to handle it. But I do think there are detrimental things that are going on below the surface that don't, might not come out until later.
1: Yeah no, you're right. And I see that, especially with my youngest. So yeah. What any
0: specific things that are, that go on between you and the little ones that you want to discuss or any certain situations that have been hard or any?
1: Well, actually, so this is, this is really basic. So this is going to sound funny. My oldest one was really good with like the general manners of like, please, thank you. Like just even socially responding to people if they ask you a question. My younger two just don't at all. They So they come across like really rude, like they don't have good manners, that kind of thing. And I guess I don't know, like trying the traditional parenting techniques of trying to make them do those things isn't working. (laughs) But I also don't know how to address those things with gentle parenting either. Yeah this is really stupid,
0: (laughs) but yeah. No, I don't think it's stupid at all. And I think a lot of people will not think it's stupid (laughs) Um, because we want kids that we want kids that um, have good manners. But I think also too, like, why do we want kids that have good manners? We want them to be kind and nice, but is there some piece of that in there? That's like, we feel like, Oh, our kids are going to be judged or, we're going to be judged because our kid didn't say please. And thank
1: you. Yeah. It's twofold.
0: Yeah. I think there's some of that in there. And can we not let it go completely? Cause we want to have kind, nice kids, but can we just know that are we adding extra pressure on them and on ourselves because we're worried about what other people think? Right. And is it developmental and are they going to get there eventually?
1: Yeah, I mean, I hope so. But I do worry, like, even like, you know, my 15 year old, he's very close to like having a job and doing some of those real world things. And I do worry about like, if he doesn't have good manners, it will things will be more difficult for him, like getting those jobs, maintaining those relationships with people, like what that looks like. So and I'm sure he'll just learn.
0: That's exactly right. And I think if you're modeling it at home and you're saying please and thank you, and you're being kind and you have manners and they watch you having manners.
1: They know what manners are. And I've told them a million times. So it's not that they don't know. Yeah. So eventually they'll either just do it or they won't. And they'll have their own natural consequences about it. Yeah. That is exactly
0: right. You are a very good student. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Somebody at work is going to be like, dude, you're rude. You know, (laughs) like you didn't say please. And then he'll be like, oh shoot, actually mom's right. I should say please and thank you. Yep. And maybe some kids have to learn that way and that's okay. Yeah. But I would, I would let the manners things not completely go, but just back up from them a little bit and allow them to have space to learn it
1: naturally. Okay. Okay. No. Yeah. So I was like almost there.
0: (laughs) Okay. You were, you're very, very close. You're there. You're definitely there. You knew intellectually what the answer is. It's just, I think really what happens is we do get worried that our kid is going to be perceived. Like you said, it's going to be hard for him. And then that really interferes with our parenting. Mm -hmm. We don't want them to fail.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: But failure isn't a bad thing either.
1: No, I know. Yeah, I'm aware of that, but it's hard. It's hard to watch your kids fail.
0: It's really hard to watch your kids fail. My daughter's having going through something right now and she's gonna have to fail. And I'm just like, eat killing me. She has to make a big decision about school or dance. Which does she pick because school and dance are colliding and she has to choose. And it's like it's really hard to watch her make this decision. I don't even know what the right decision is, but she's gonna lose one way or another. And to just know that your child is going to lose and go through a hard time Mm -hmm. and be sad and be upset and have to get through it is excruciating.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And as they get older, the stakes get higher. And so then it's even harder. Yeah. Okay, Jennifer, I think you're doing quite well. I don't know if you even needed this session.
1: I think I did. I thank you so much. It just kind of helped me like know that hopefully I'm on the right path. So Yeah, getting there it's just more of like just doing it that's the hardest part is doing it that is the hardest
0: part is doing it yeah but it sounds like you're getting there very quickly yeah I hope that your son and you can get even deeper in your relationship and that he's back in the house I mean not in the house but around so that you guys can enjoy each other
1: thank you I do too so
0: yeah it sounds like it's gonna happen Okay, thanks for joining us on the Peace and Parenting podcast, and we will see you next time. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu.